You are a verb. The activity of life itself happening in, through, in, as you. Your every thought, word, deed, and emotion creates a demand in the universe. A demand to convert your inner vibration into outer manifestation. Everything about you is a yes to something. Where is your yes? Greetings, everyone. To the Rev D Now, Where Is Your Yes podcast. So glad to be able to spend some time with you. In this podcast, I share with you divine downloads that come in the form of letters, many of which have been published by Sounds True in a series called Letters from the Infinite. Volume one is the sacred yes. Volume two is your deepest intent. We will be looking at a letter called Living Every Moment that appears in the sacred yes. In this letter, it starts off talking about each one of those concepts. First, starting with moment, then every, then living. We're going to focus today on section three that addresses the notion of every and living every moment. I will give this reading to you as close as possible as I can remember actually receiving it. I wish to speak now about the notion of every. Along with the faulty idea that a moment may be without significance, there's also the false notion that some moments are more important than other moments. Because of this mistaken sense of distinction, you often withhold. You withhold yourself. Your gifts, your talents, your resources, your attention, your caring, and anything else that you might have to offer. Too many of you are waiting for, quote unquote, the big one. Why waste my time on something that isn't the real thing? I should save myself for something more important later on. Every means just that. All, the individual and the collective whole, each one, every moment means that there's not a single moment. There's not a single moment that goes by that's any less significant than another. Oftentimes you are restless, bored anxious to move on to the other people, places, and things. And exactly why are you in such a hurry, my children? Is there some place you can go 
where the moments are any more precious there? Is there some time frame in which life is more precious, yea, sweeter than in another moment? Exactly what is it that you're waiting for? Are you afraid that there will not be enough of you? That you will run out? Exhaust your own resources? Are you afraid that you may miss something? As though you may be caught up in something else of lesser significance when the quote-unquote right thing comes along. And you want to make certain that you're free, ready, and available to accept what you think might be a brighter horizon awaiting you just around the corner. You have so many excuses for not fully acknowledging life as an ongoing, an ongoing process that is unfolding moment by moment. This unfoldment is an integral part of the process. And it is good that you continue to develop a sense of patience and compassion for and with each other. There is nothing left out in the notion of every moment. It implies the presence and the fullness of life at every point and place and time simultaneously which is part of the truth about me that is yours to reveal. Every moment means that you cannot pick and choose when you will be your authentic self. For being your authentic self is a requirement at all. Breathe that in. Living every moment. We have the tendency to put more value on some moments than other moments. But every single moment has as much potential and promise as any other moment. I often say that Our biggest malpractice, spiritually speaking, is just inconsistency. Inconsistency. Where we know certain things and we don't apply what we know everywhere. 
this is a malpractice that we have not only in our spiritual practice, but in living in general. There are principles that we know. There are things that we're very much aware of, but we don't apply them. Sometimes these things, when I was growing up, they used to call it mother wit. Things like you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. What you put out, you're going to get back. If you say thank you up front, your day's going to be a little bit brighter. There are all kinds of things that we know, but we don't apply these things in every moment. Oh, that's fine over there, but uh, this is my job. This is my job. Oh, well, I know that certain thing may work over there in health. Oh, but this is about money. Well, yeah, I know that may work in relationships. Oh, but this is politics. Life doesn't have different sets of principles for different things. The same things that work one place work every place. You can take something like the concept of discipline. You can learn discipline in anything. You can learn discipline in sports. You can learn it in academics. You can learn it in music. You can learn it in uh, martial arts. You can learn it in dance or creative expressions. There are so many different ways that you can learn it. The arena isn't what makes it. It's as though we're all on one big campus of life in different classrooms but are essentially learning some of the exact same things, but with just a slightly different twist on it, so to speak. Because we have that idea that certain moments are more precious than other moments, we don't always come to each moment with our A-game. Well, why bother? Because, oh, that one's really not going to make that much difference. Or it's only these people who are going to be there. So I don't have to look my best. I don't have to really try my hardest. I don't really have to give it my all. Because it's just these people over there. Good enough will do. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself. Be the all that you can be. Be the best that you can be. All of the time. All of the time. Dare to put into practice what you know everywhere. If you know, for example, that it's the kid that's acting out the most 
who really needs the most attention. That the kid that's acting out the most doesn't need more judgment, doesn't need more blame, needs some affirmation, needs some constructive direction, needs someone to believe in them. You know that about a quote-unquote at-risk youth. Well, what about your body temple? If there's some limb or some muscle, some organ, your heart, your knee, that seems to be acting up or it's out of order, Now's not the time for judgment. Oh, this old bum knee, this old bum back. They're going to be the death of me yet. Well, that's an affirmation for you. The same thing applies. If there's something that's out of order, that's going on in your body, that's what needs your affirmation the most. It needs your love the most. In fact, the more disease that it appears to be, it needs your attention the most. Now, I know this is going to sound contrary to what a lot of people may be doing in their practices of trying to get rid of things or to Kill things off. That energy of fighting, that energy of of judgment and and resentment and all is toxic. That's not going to help you heal. Pain pushes until vision pulls. It's when we stop fighting it, we stop resisting it that we begin to see their greater potentialities, possibilities within that thing. Listen to what I'm saying. The health that you seek is within the very body that appears to be diseased. Where's the help? You can't buy it. You can't manufacture it. You can't borrow it. It's there. Just waiting a conscious confirmation. But because we're having our head that certain cells are good and certain cells are bad, certain organs are good, certain organs are bad, that very energy is prohibiting the greatest amount of health and vitality that can possibly take place. There's always something good. The process of healing and health isn't about getting rid of what's bad. It's about invoking the presence of what's good. You don't get well by getting rid of your illness. You get well by pumping up your chi, by having a greater vibration of health, 
a greater vibration that you can evoke in every moment. You don't wait till you feel better. You don't wait till you get a better prognosis from the doctor. You don't wait till you get a better report card. You don't wait till you get another job. You don't wait till you're in another relationship. There's no waiting. That that moment, every moment that you're in, has the potential to be that turning point. I remember years ago, I was a diversity consultant for big AIDS organization in San Francisco known as the Shanti Project. And there was a woman who was telling her story about how she had been given six months to live seven years before. She was living with full-blown AIDS all of this time. No, that's not correct. She had been living with full-blown with full-blown AIDS. She had been living being HIV positive all of this time, but the AIDS was no longer manifesting and expressing itself in her body. And I love this line that she said. She said I loved it away. I loved it away. This is something that we don't understand. Sometimes doing social justice work. Nonviolent social justice revolves around the concept of agapeo love. Unconditional love. A choice love. Not a feeling like Martin Luther King Jr. would say, not not emotional bosh, but an awareness and an understanding that we all come from the same source, the same power, We are sons and daughters of the Most High with our fates intertwined. Gandhi referred to this love as a soul force. King Jr. similarly. And remind people that Jesus said not just to love your neighbor, but to love your enemy. And to love your enemy as your neighbor. the goal of nonviolent social justice is we will just wear you down with our love. We'll just wear you out. You can keep showing up with the dogs and you can show up with the hoses. You can show up with all of that. And we're not going to pick up the sword that you're picking up against us. You have spiritual amnesia. You've forgotten who you are. You don't remember who you are. But I'm not colluding with your spiritual amnesia. I know who you are. I know who I am. And I'm going to hold the high watch. And I'm going to hold the vision for that. 
Not just sometimes, but all of the time. I'm living that in that every moment. You never know. You never know when that turn of awareness is going to come. You, you, you never know. You just show up with your best all the time. You show up with your full love all the time. You, you don't hold it back. You don't go, well, why am I going to show up with my love in this moment? They're sicking dogs on me. Whatever it is. This person's mistreating me. This person's lying on me. This person's stealing from me. Uh, this, this job is trying to rip me off and exploit me. Wh- whatever it is. We, we can have all of our reasons for why we're not being the all that we're called to be in every moment. Let it go. Because the only one you're hurting is you. The only one you're hurting is you. Every moment has just as much potential as any other moment. Don't dummy down. Don't collude with collective mediocrity. Don't hide your light under a bushel. I'm going to leave you with this image. In scripture where it talks about don't hide your light under a bushel. The dwelling places in the urban areas around Jerusalem and the areas in which Jesus lived are very similar to what we call the rehads now where they often had a big central courtyard. They didn't have windows. They didn't use glass. But there would just be these open portals through which you would get light and which you would get um, air. So what would happen is that if you put your candle... They were burning oil, and oil is very expensive. If you put your candle up higher on the wall, like on an official candle holder, then your light is going to light up not only your your space, but the light's going to go through these open arch portals and light up outside and in other people's places too. So common practice was if people were warring with each other, they wouldn't burn their candles on the wall. They'd put them real low, like up underneath this kind of a basket area to make certain that the neighbors that they didn't like didn't get their light. They're living in the dark. (laughs) They're living in the dark to try to make certain that somebody else doesn't get their light. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. Like the sun that makes its light to shine on the just and the unjust. The sun is shining every moment. Not some moments. It's like, oh, look how bad things are down there. I don't know if I can shine today. No. It's consistent. It just keeps being what it is every moment, every moment. And such as it is with you. And you may say, well, gosh, every moment? I I don't know if I can do this every moment. Just start somewhere, okay? Just (laughs) where... Where are some moments where you know you can up your game? Where are there some places that you know you're not showing up and being the all that you can be? Start with that moment. Just start there. And the rest will follow. Peace and blessings to you. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for being with us. Check out my other podcast shows and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's on your mind? Please visit my website at revdnow.com and join the conversation on my Where Is Your Yes blog. You can submit a question or comment and join the contact list. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Where is your yet?